This episode of Brailcast Extra is made possible thanks to a grant from the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust. For more information about the Trust, visit its website at wcmt.org.uk. Welcome back. This is a recording of a session entitled An Introduction to the Slate and Stylus, otherwise known as a handframe. It was presented on Tuesday the 10th of November 2020 and is introduced by Holly Scott Gardner. So thanks everyone for joining this Brailleless event, looking at using the Slate and Stylus, otherwise known as a Braille writing frame. And we have James Bowden from the RNIB who will be helping teach this event today. Hi James. Hi Holly. So I'm just going to go over a couple of quick Brailleist things to start with and firstly um, this event is running in line with our moderation policy. If anyone would like to check out the moderation policy they can find it on the website at Brailleists.org. This event is also being recorded and we will be putting a copy of the event on our podcast feed which you can find on the website either by going to Brailcast.com or for more specific information about our previous events to braillist.org slash media. At the moment, everyone is muted. However, during the session, you will be able to unmute yourselves in order to ask questions. We just ask because we've got such a big crowd today, which is wonderful, but that if you are not asking a question and you're just working along through the activities that you stay muted, that you only unmute if you have a clarifying question or something that you really need to ask. Alternatively, if you don't feel comfortable muting, you can raise your hand. That is Alt-Y on Windows. Oh, I'm going to get the Mac one wrong. Optional Command-Y on Mac. And it is star... Option-Y on the Mac. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so it's Option-Y on Mac. Here. Yeah, star 9 on the phone. Star 9 and then, on your phone. And then yeah, the more button in iOS. Yeah. And then raise hand. Yeah, and um, we have Ben Mustle-Rose here, who is the moderator. Hi, Ben. Hey, Holly. How, how are you today? I am good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, so, same. yeah, if people raise their hands, then you'll be calling on them, right? So they know kind of who to listen out for. So that seems like everything, I think. And um, as I said, sorry for the slight delay, but we'll get started. Uh, we have a, a raised hand already, Holly. I'm not sure whether we want to go to hands quite yet or whether we want to get going well, and then go to questions later. I think we'll go to this because it could be important. Okay, so we have uh, Noreen with uh, his hand raised. Uh, so uh, just uh, asked you to unmute yourself there. Um, you should have a, uh, a dialogue on your screen. Uh, asking you to unmute. Uh, there you are, you're good to go. Hello. Hello, good evening everyone. It's Noreen, thank you. Uh, actually, just to confirm, uh, which one which one we are uh, demonstrating today, so I got five different uh, kind of material. I'm really new with Braille, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure I'm going to use the right one. Oh, okay. So what we're demonstrating today is a Braille writing frame. And actually to start off the session, James will be describing what writing frames look like. So based on that description, you should be able to find the one you need. Um, and if you can't, after that description, I'd ask you to raise your hand again just to check. Thank you. Thank you very much. No worries. So James, are you ready to get started? Thank you very much, Holly. And Thank you everyone for coming. It's great to see so many people here and it's great to find so much interest in what perhaps is the simplest of Braille writing equipment, the hand frame or as the Americans call them, the slate and stylus. It's very portable. Um, I have uh, four different slates here or hand frames here. Um, I'll use the terms interchangeably throughout the time, don't worry, mean the same thing. Um, they are extremely small, some of them, very lightweight. You can carry it in a purse or a handbag or in your pocket or whatever. And it's almost the equivalent of having a pen and paper to note things on. So 
Raidists have been giving away um, uh, equipment, one of which is this amazing A4 slate, which I'm holding to the camera for those who like to see things. It is two hinged plates, if you like. The front plate has lots of little holes in it, little rectangular holes with the braille cells. And the back plate is a solid plastic plate and it's got lots of indentations in it. And there's a little plastic bibble at the very bottom in the center. We'll come on to that in a moment on the inside and on the, sorry, on the top edge of the front, it says Worth Trust Cat Paddy India, the maker of this frame. Down the side, on the right hand side, every other line has a number on it, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, up to 26. And there's one beyond it's 27. There are 30 cells per line and as you go across the front of the frame, there are dots at the quarter, half and three quarters of the way along the line. So it's quite helpful for navigating around the page as well when you're writing. James, sorry to interrupt. I've just had some feedback that you need to move your camera down slightly or toward you if you're using a laptop. Thank you very much. Is that better? Mm. Uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> I, I can't see it. I'm just no, I'm just a messenger. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, carry on. Look, so this 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 frame is the size of a piece of A4 paper. Um, if you like dimensions, that's around about twenty-one centimeters by twenty-nine point seven. If I would get my centimeters right, or basically nine inches by twelve, um, thereabouts. But we don't have to have a full frame like that. My favourite frame, which I got years ago back in the 1980s, I don't think you can get this one anymore, is this little one. It looks extremely shiny, unlike the A4 one, this is made of metal. Again, it's two hinge plates and it is just eight rows by 18 cells. Nice pocket size one. I've got one smaller than that which is 15 cells by four lines. This is called the king frame, king pocket frame. And this is an interesting one because it's an upward writing frame, but we'll not get into that too much today. And I remember when I was in America once, I found this little cute one, which is just one line and it's 25 cells. So it's really, really tiny. What do you use that one for? Well, how about labeling tape? Um, very, you know, there's, so there's loads of different styles out there. Um, the Brailleists is also giving out, I haven't got one here, the Janus or Janus frame, which is just a slidey thing. You slide the paper into it rather than having a hinge, etc. So they come in all sorts of shapes and sizes, and but they all both basically work the same. Now, with the frame, the other part of it is the stylus. The stylus is a little, basically a big pin, and it's got a wooden or a plastic handle. This one has a wooden handle, and you basically use it to prick out each individual dot. So how to hold the stylus. This is quite important because if you do it wrong, you'll end up with wrist ache, arm ache, etc., or you just won't make the dots. I hold it between my thumb and third finger and then I put my index finger over the top and kind of so it's underneath the underneath sort of the first joint of your finger between the palm and your knuckle so you, you can get a lot of power downward pressure onto the actual paper through the stylus you can use a stylus left-handed or right-handed depending on your preference I'm left-handed, so I use mine in my left hand. So you've got the thumb and the third finger or your middle finger around the edges of it and your index finger over the top, curled over the top. You don't need to kind of point your finger, just curled over the top. So it's sort of three fingers round the, the far end of the wooden handle, if that makes sense. And then 
your, your, your hand over the top. Okay, let's insert some paper. So I'm going to use the A4 frame, the big one. So if everybody's got that frame, it's the one the Brailleists are using, um, you can follow along exactly the same. If you have a different frame, hopefully you can follow along as well, because they're all very similar, just different sizes. So I've got a piece of A4 paper here, which I'm going to put onto the back plate. Um, doesn't show on camera because I haven't got enough space to hold it up in front of the camera. I'm putting it against the hinge on the left. So I've got the hinge on the left and the, the hand frame is open and I'm sliding the paper down the frame until it hits that pin at the bottom. Okay, so it's against the hinge on the left and against the pin on the bottom, and the frame is open flat on my desk. And I'm now going to shut the hinge and hopefully the paper will stay where it is. And at the top of the frame, there were two little plastic pins, which will hopefully make a nice, satisfying click-click as it goes through the paper to hold it steady. Do feel free to follow along. This is hopefully a practical session. So if you haven't done so and you need to, get some paper and put it in your frame. And then hold the stylus, just a reminder, your thumb and your index finger go around it, and then your index, sorry, your thumb and your middle finger go around it, and your index finger goes over the top with the top of the stylus between your knuckle and the top of your palm. Okay, so the first writing practice is basically just to get used to the feel of punching dots with the hand frame. And we're going to write effectively all six dots on all the cells. So if you like, four signs. So you start on the right-hand edge, so the top line, and the right-hand edge of the frame. And I'm going to start with the top right-hand dot, which is dot one. So the top right-hand cell, the top right of the first cell on the first line. And I'm just gonna push the dot and hopefully this might come over the microphone. I made the dot, a nice satisfying click. Now move the stylus down to the middle position. You'll notice at the sides of the cell, if you just move the, the style up and down, you can feel there are three positions corresponding to the top, middle and bottom of the braille cell. If you just run it against the edge, you should be able to feel that slight indentation. That's coming over the mic as well, which is quite useful. Remember to hold the style vertical if you're running on with a, with a flat slate. So it's at right angles, upright, so you get the maximum impact. So I'm now going to make the second dot and move down to the bottom position. And I'm cross to the second half of the cell, if you like, the left hand side of the bottom four, five, six. Okay, so the second cell, move to the second cell and repeat one, two, three, down the right hand side and then four, five, six, down the left-hand side. Okay, so I've done two four signs so far, um, and I'm gonna suggest we just practice writing those four signs for a, for a minute, um, so you get the feel of how that works. And we'll take questions in, the, in this time as well, if there are any questions so far. Uh, so uh, no questions uh, as of yet, James, but uh, just as a quick reminder, if anyone does have any questions about what we've covered, you can uh, raise your hand by pressing Alt-Y on Windows, Option-Y on Mac, 
uh, star nine if you're dialing in uh, from a phone or find the uh, raise hand button if you're using the uh, iPhone app. I've got a quick question, James. It's Ed here. Hi, Ed. Hello. Um, I tend to use the, the, the really small frames. I've got, I've got, I'm, I'm practicing with a, um, uh, a four cell by, by 18, I think, four line by 18. Ah, and ah yes. I always find that when you're using the small frames, it's really difficult not to basically hurt your hands with the holding it sort of thing. Do you have any tips on that? Yeah, firm surface, firm surface. So um, if I've got this little eight by eight, I've got an eight line by 18, so it's possibly bigger than yours. Um, I'd either put it on a, on a, on a flat desk in front of me uh, or I could rest it on my knees. Um, but you need, you, you need to kind of keep the frame as steady as possible to get the maximum impact of the, of the style. And the other thing, of course, is if you're reaching out um, a long distance um, from, from yourself, that also makes it harder. So, you know, you'll find sometimes the bottom lines, the lines closest to you are actually easier to write than the, the top line. And sometimes the lines in the middle of the frame are easier than the lines at the extreme edges. Thanks. Uh, just one more question. Um, the, obviously, lots of lots of people who use frames end up type, you know, punching into whatever sort of paper is around. Can you just use thick card, like we that's use index a, cards in the Danish, for example? That's a very good question. So I, I I think you really ideally need to use ordinary braille paper. Um, I think braille papers are normally around 130 grams per square meter, kind of mark. If you have too thin paper, like ordinary print paper, which is around 80 GSM, um, you'll find that you can make the dots really, really easily, but they wear out really fast. If you use thick card, you'll find it incredibly difficult to punch through it. Uh, so anything I would say above 160, 170 gets difficult. I do remember years ago, um, I had some business cards from conference and they weren't brailled so i went up to my hotel room and uh spent half an hour giving myself wrist rate wrist ache um because the card was very very thick that is exactly the circumstance i was thinking of and if liam was on the call he would he would mention that um if you're practicing and you've got some uh, um some train tickets they're quite useful yeah train tickets they're they're reasonably thin they're they're a little bit thicker than braille paper but they're not too bad you can you can practice on them um yeah uh, practice on standard braille paper if you want to do the power power dotting will get a thicker card if you want to um give your wrist a uh, rest use thinner paper but remember it won't stay so long thanks james no other questions yet james but uh really uh, really good info to know uh, thank you. I'm, I'm learning a lot, definitely. All righty. So shall we see how people have got on with their first line of four signs? So open your frame carefully. And you'll notice that the top. Whoa, try not to knock it off the desk. The top of the page on the reverse side has your Braille. And I've written one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, four signs I think I wrote before answering questions. How are people getting on? Any Hi, James. Hi, Dave. So, uh, yeah, I've written some um, some four signs. Uh, Jane Sellers is going to come in in a second, I think, with a, with a question. Uh, I was going to ask you about styles, um, as in styluses. Yes. Um, uh, yes. Or, or dotters, as we sometimes call them. Um, and whether the type of dotter makes much difference. Um, I think one of the reasons why Ed, Liam and I um, have so much fatigue with uh, writing business cards in, um, you know, uh, hotel rooms or whatever um, is because the stylus is, um, I think, well, certainly the one I've got is um, a kind of saddle shape. Uh, you know, with the kind of pointy up sort of ears at the top, uh, and it's not—it's not a great design. 
And, and I remember Judy Dixon, when I told her about this stylus, she says, oh, I hate that stylus. So I just wondered how much difference you found, you know, there are between different styles and whether there was a particular one that you would recommend that's perhaps more comfortable in the hand. So I wouldn't recommend a particular one because everybody's different. Um, back in the day, there were all sorts of different styles that you could get. Um, I've got a, a wooden one with a nice round handle. Um, the, 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 the one that you're mentioning, the saddleback one, is supposed to keep your fingers straight and actually uh, reduce the strain. But some of them, little thin plastic things, are a little bit nasty. I didn't particularly get on with it. Um, the other thing that makes a difference is the thickness of the end of the pin. So I've got two styles here. One is very much sharper than the other. I tend to use the one with the bigger point um, because I find it, it seems to ride much more easily on the frame. Um, in fact, I'm going to try the other one just to make some more four signs, just to see if I get on with it. Uh, Whilst James is doing that, I want to take a moment to apologise yeah, to people who received our Janus uh, frame because that had the particular type of um, of stylus that, that Dave is uh, rightly complaining about. Again? So hopefully people are receiving better ones now. Yeah, so I'm still using it. It's, it's certainly usable. It'll do the job, but it's just if you've got a lot to write, then it, yes. it, it can become tiring. So I think, um, sorry, Ben, um, I think Jane... The hand raised. Uh, yeah, yep. So uh, just bringing you in now, Jane. There you are. You're good to go. Hi, Jane. Hello, James. Um, I'm finding this really difficult because I am not used to it, and B, it looks as though I've only managed to do one of the four signs without oh. any too much difficulty. Yes. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, tricky if you've never done it before absolutely and that is why we're starting with with just writing four signs yeah yeah um, I, I i've got a lot of cues i've got a lot of q the letter q has come out about four times ah, i've got so one that, four that's it so that means it's the it's the dot six that's giving you the trouble yes so i would suggest just practice writing the dot six Okay. Uh, and make sure that the style is kind of vertical and upright. Yeah. Um, not at, not at an angle. If you have it at an angle, you'll find that some of the dots won't come out properly. Okay. But make sure it's kind of upright, uh, as upright as you can get it, and then you'll find it, it makes that nice, satisfying, much more easily. Yep. Okay, I'll give that a go. Thank you, James. All right. Good tip. And we have a couple of raised hands now, so we're going to come to Alan Dite. And uh, then uh, after Alan, we're going to go to Ken. So uh, just asked you to unmute that, Alan. There you are. Hi, Alan. Oh, now you, you were unmuted, but you've just muted yourself again. Uh, so whatever you did before, do that again. <laughs> just give Alan a couple of seconds. There you are, Alan. You're good to go. Hello, James. Hi, Alan. How, How are you? you? Yeah, go ahead, Alan. Let's, Alan's uh, muted let's himself see again. if we can, yep, just uh, going to try and uh, sort that out now uh, for you, Alan. Okay, Alan, uh, you should uh, be uh, able to unmute yourself again now. Still uh, really struggling to uh, get you unmuted, Alan, unfortunately. Uh, so we'll just give you uh, maybe a couple more uh, seconds and then uh, then if not... Uh, yeah. There we are. There you are. I'm unmuted. Yep, we can hear you. Go ahead. You mentioned, and Dave mentioned, doctors, different shapes and sizes. Do they have names and how can we order them? So um, the normal one that you get with the frame is the default one. Um, the RNIB currently only have the one kind, I think, in the catalogue I checked the other day. Um, but different sellers may have different ones. Um, they used to have names such as Saddleback, Mushroom, Round, and all sorts of other interesting names describing the shape of the top of part of the handle, basically. 
I think the RNIB one is is wooden and round, if memory serves, and it's about four pounds. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, James. Thanks, James. You're very welcome. We're going to go to Ken next, and after Ken, we're going to come to uh, Ian. Uh, you're good to go now, Ken. Hi there, James. Can you Hi, Ken. Me? How are you? Hi there. Good, thank you. Um, my question is about my posture when I'm doing this. So you said you want the, um, the slate on a firm, flat surface, which is great. Should my arms be resting on the table or should I kind of be holding my arms from my shoulders? Well, that's a very good question. How I do tend to do it is I kind of have my forearm on the frame uh, and then, you know, with, 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 your, with, the, with the heel of your hand on the frame, and then you've got the you can get the maximum pressure and leverage on the dot. That's the way I kind of do it. I'm not sure if that's correct technique, but it seems to work for me. <laughs> yeah. I haven't called that, that myself any RSI or anything yet. So my instinct went that way, but that's so uh, that's very helpful. Yeah. So you kind of got that you've got that leverage against the frame as well by doing yeah. that. Definitely good to know. Uh, so we're going to come to uh, EA next, uh, and. Uh, after that, we're going to come to Steph. And uh, there you are. You're good to go. Hello. 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 Um, <laughs> I was shocked that a style cost four pounds because when I used to buy them, I think they were like three old pence. Um, <clears throat> but one of the things I find helpful is what you do with your non-writing hand. And I think really... This would only work if you're right-handed. You've got the style in your right hand is to have your left hand on the frame almost touching the point of the style so that it keep it helps keep it straight no, when, you, when you're punching it into the paper. Um, and I, I used to find that helpful. And the other thing, it's obviously a matter of personal choice, I always found it easier um, if you're doing a four sign, for example, to do the top dots, to do um, one and four, and then five and two, and then three and six. So instead of you, you're going across the, 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 the cell, and when you're finished, you're in the position to go on to the next one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it certainly does. And, yeah. and I was, I was going to actually say that later on, when you get really confident, you can do the dots in any order you like. Yeah. Um, so, for example, if I was writing, um, say, the word difficult, um, not perhaps a particularly good word um, at the moment, but um, at the end of the word is LT. So I'd come down the L from the top to the bottom and then I'd carry on on the bottom and start the T with the dot three. And then work it backwards, if you like, upwards. So yes. Yeah. Three, two, five, four. So it depends on it depends how confident you are, and um, and the letters you're doing as well. Um, I like your tip about using your other hand to kind of um, keep on. I actually tend to use my other hand, in my case, my right hand, to sort of trace the cell behind. Um, so that makes sure that I don't skip a cell. Or, or, or anything like that, you can just judge the distance and so on. Yeah, Good if, point. If, you're using, you. if you're using, if you're using um, your left hand to do the dotting, as it were, you can't use your right hand in the way that I would. Um, so it really depends on whether you're left-handed or right-handed yeah. how you do well, that. I, I do, I do use it kind of similar like that because I kind of do feel the point of the of the frame with my right hand, um, making sure it's in the right kind of place. I do kind of trace along with it. So, yeah, you can. We'll do the other way around. Yeah, it's just it's a cell behind instead of a cell in front. That's the difference. Good. Thank you. So, uh, definitely, yeah, thank you. Really interesting. Uh, so we're going to come to Claudia, and then after Claudia, we're going to come to uh, Andrew Jones. Uh, there you are. You're good to go. Hi, Claudia. 
Hello, I have a few questions because I'm using the Jane. The, the, I don't know how you pronounce it, but yeah, yeah. The Jane. I, I say Jana. Some people say Jana. I, I, I don't really know because I've never seen it before. But um, I, uh, I know how to write on the frame because I was taught at school. And to be honest, I was really lucky because, like, I am from Poland, and in Poland there are quite a few schools for blind you know, children, but only the the one school which I went to does teach how to write on the how to write on the writing frame. So uh, I call myself a lucky one. Um, so I don't know whether you know Janus frame enough, but is it a double sided frame? Because I'm a bit confused because there are the holes on on both sides of the frame, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't know really. Yes, so that's a very good question. So the, the Janus or Janus frame is... Okay. Sorry. So, sorry, I'll, I'll oh, start sorry again. So the, the, no problem. Um, so the, the, the Janus or Janus frame yeah. is a double-sided frame. Yeah. It has six lines on the front of the of the frame and five lines on the back yeah giving you a total of 11 lines and it's what they call interline braille so you have the dots of the uh second side of the page between the lines of the first side of the page so you get a line of the front a line of the back line of the front line of the back and so on and it's it's a little bit like double line spacing braille but it's a little bit narrower because um, you've just got the width of the cell rather than the space as well. So it's it's what they call interline, and you can do 11 lines on the one sheet of paper, six on the front and five on the back. Yeah, I, w I thought about, about this, and I thought also, I, yeah, I wasn't sure which one was the front, whether the the front was with the six lines or, or with the five lines, but I... Yeah, it's with the six. Right, the six. Uh, okay, yeah. Thank you for that, and... Uh, also, I, I I did practice the six dots as well. I just just a reminder because I know how to type, uh, type right. But you know, it was ages since I've done it, so I did quite well. And the other thing is, uh, I because I know you said you have a metal frame. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I have a metal frame as well. Um, because yeah, uh, and um, and you mentioned, and that is on the Janus frame where you've got ridges to follow the dots. But I, I don't know. Maybe I've got the wrong frame. But when I've got the metal frame, I cannot really feel the ridges. Is that the same with yours? No, my metal frame has definitely got ridges at the sides of the cell. Um, can you hear that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely there. Um, so it depends on the frame. Um, some frames don't have those little ridges. Yeah, on that's the sides, what I thought. It's really and that does make it harder. It. Mm. I think I have which which doesn't and um, but when I was typing on the, oh, typing I keep saying that when I was writing on the Janus I was like yeah I can do that I can do much much more than and to be fair because mine didn't have ridges I really hated typing on the on yeah. um, writing yeah. on the frame and so yeah but I always wanted to have a smaller frame. Um, so I could have it in my bag because I remember reading some articles about you know people just jetting notes and I'm like I don't want to carry carry an A A4 frame with me in my backpack I want to have it. it in my purse you know and uh, so uh, yeah it's uh, it's been a really useful reminder I should say and uh, well I just a suggestion really because I know people say that 130 uh, centimeters squared is a is a weight of the brow paper. To be honest, I would go for 160 because it's much better because Braille stays longer on it. Yeah, it depends what you want to use it for. Um, 130 is what they call lightweight um, Braille paper and 160 is what they call heavyweight Braille paper. Um, most books, I think, are produced on 130. Um, but it's up, it's up to you. You know, the thicker paper, no, the dots really, will last I longer. Really, I think the books should really be produced on the heavier paper because, you know, with the books, just few Braillists read it and the book is gone, you know, kind of like... Depends how um, heavy-handed you are. Not me, but like... <laughs> 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 we, you know, it's... Um, 
Yeah, Honestly, I, I I did hear once. I did hear once that uh, at one point they produced magazines on one hundred GSM because it was different. You no. Know, cheaper oh paper my God. only gonna that's, be read that's one. impossible how how that yeah happen? you can do it you you can do it um i don't think i know well, i was writing it on the braille when i when i ran out of braille paper i know it's possible but like mm. believe me afterwards mm. when i was supposed to read it i was like no, yeah. No, yeah yeah okay thank you claudia no no Dave. worries Dave, thank I just you come in on that briefly to say about apparently those ridges inside the cell are apparently called grommets I think, and um, the ones that Steph is sending out that um, Ben said we'll talk about later, that we're making sure to only send ones out that have those ridges inside the cells. So plenty of grommets. Always good to know. That or grouses. Could I? Um, was it grouses? Possibly the grouses. Grouses, yeah. Um, could I? Sorry to interrupt. Could I just. Um, hello, James. Um, just to add to what you were saying about paper. Um, because I, I basically you're right. But what I would add to that from a production point of view is that um, we only talk about GSM in terms of paper because GSM is the only common uh, metric that we can measure. Um, but there is actually more to do with the grain of the paper and the, the way the paper is produced. And the we can't really talk about that because they don't advertise how that's done. But 130 GSM paper is not the same as another 130 GSM paper. So yes, books are done on 135 GSM paper. But um, yeah, maybe err on the heavier side if you're not sure, because it's quite a specific formula of 135 GSM paper that they're using. Thank Always you. Uh, good to know. Nice uh, paper facts there. Uh, Andrew Jones, uh, there you are. You're, you're good to go. Hello, everyone. Um, I have a... Um... A comment and a, and a question. Um, so when I started um, learning, I got um, bought the, the dot to dot um, program, which was quite a few years back. I didn't use it for several years, but um, that they, I got issued with some, I think it was Braille on paper, which is a little bit plasticky. But for anyone who's struggling to read what they've written, I found it easier to read the dots using the Braille on paper. Um, it's a little bit more expensive and doesn't come in so many sizes, I don't think, certainly from RNIB, but it, I did find it much easier to, to read and I think it probably would last a bit longer, but the dots are a bit crisper. Um, so that was my comment. And part of the reason I got, I used that with the, the dot to dot thing at the time came with, I think it was called a King Roller. That's right. And it's a, an upward frame. So you didn't write, backwards you had to write in in the normal way as you would on a on a perkins so i wondered if in using these frames is there a benefit in terms of reinforcing your understanding of of the um what makes up different words and contractions by having to learn it backwards or write it backwards okay so you'll notice i have not used that word beginning with b ending with s um, you write it right to left instead of left to right. You still write with dot one, two, three, four, five, six. OK, um, so the the upward writing frame, as you say, the huge advantage of them is that you write left to right just as you would read and you can lift the hinge of the frame and immediately read what you've written without having to take the paper out the frame and so on. The disadvantage that some people find with the upward writing frames is that the dot quality is not quite as good as the downward writing frame. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for that, Andrew. Uh, no more hands for now, James. All right. Uh, so thank you for that. So shall we move to practice number two? This is where things can get interesting. And this is why I don't use the word beginning with B and ending with S. We're going to start writing some letters of the Braille alphabet. So if you are all ready with your frames, move to the first cell, which is on the right hand side of the second line. OK, so that's the first cell of line two. On the A4 frame, there's a, a, a letter B, if you like, to the right of where your stylus is, which is line two. And we're going to write the top right hand dot or dot one. 
So it's the right-hand side, the top dot, and of course that's dot one for the letter A. Move to the next cell and do the top and middle dot on the right-hand side. And that's the letter B. All right, two top dots on the third cell for the letter C. Start on the right and move to the left. And then the fourth cell is the letter D. So it's the top dot on the first side or the right hand side and the top and middle dots on the second side or left side. And then the final one we'll do is the letter E. So on the fifth cell, we'll do the top dot on the right and the middle dot on the left. All right, open the frame and see what the uh, result is like. Hopefully, we've written the letters A, B, C, D, E. Can be a bit hard to start with, having to think what dots are in this cell rather than the shape you normally read. Uh, but if you think of what dots are in the cell, start on the right hand side for dots one, two, three, and then the left hand side for dots four, five, six, go from the top to the bottom. Uh, you should get some good results. It takes a lot of practice to get a good speed going, um, but uh, it comes with time and practice like most things. And when you're ready, put the paper back in, use the locator pins to make sure it's nice and straight, close the frame. And so we're on the second line and I'm gonna count one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, for the next position, you just move the stylus around the cell without pushing and you'll find the paper's nice and flat. It's a space. Now, if you go to the previous and there's actually dots there, you, you know you're actually gonna overwrite a, a character. So don't do that. So on the sixth cell, one, two, three, four, five, six, and ready to write the letter F, which is the top and middle dot on the first side, dots one and two, and the top dot on the second side or the left hand side. All right, I'm going to go on mute and I'll give you a couple more minutes to see if we can write F, G, H, I, J. And if you're really keen, you can carry on. There's plenty of space on the A4 frames. Good luck with that, everybody. And uh, we'll come back in a minute or two when uh, everyone's had a chance to give that a go. Well, thanks for that so far. I think it's really, really great. I'm enjoying it. I'm getting lots of slating practice in, um, which is helpful. I'll try not to distract you guys too much while you're trying to concentrate with all my talking. But um, it, it's it been really it's interesting. I mean, I have been slating for a year and I think something that James said really stood out to me, which was that it takes practice. So. Actually, it's like a year and a half ago, I started learning to slate and now I would say I'm pretty good at it. Um, I don't want to say that because I know people who are really, really good. But it's just something if you invest a small amount of time every couple of days or even every day if you can. At first, there's this, there's this awful first month like anything, like when you learn a language where you're struggling through. And then suddenly one day it will be a lot easier. So... It does just take time. Definitely uh, sound advice there. Um, not sure whether you want to go to hands at the moment, James. We have uh, Alan Dyke with uh, a question, uh, if you want to take that or we yeah, can- Yeah, go uh, for it, Alan. Great, uh, just uh, asked you to unmute there, Alan. Nice slate sound effects while we wait for you. Sorry, I'm writing more letters. No problem at all. Oh, there you are, Alan. I think you're good to go. Oh, no, there you are. There we go. Hi, Alan. Yeah, James, um, I've been a Brailleist all my life. 
and I've just had one of these frames, J frames, whatever you call them. Oh, the Janus frame, yeah. And it's only since I've been sitting here tonight that I've noticed these dots on the side of the frame in I between the lines. That will be to show your position along the line. So uh, count the cells and see how many spaces there are between the dots. It's probably a locator line, like every five. other five. Yeah, so every five cells. Yeah, five, five, five. There you and go. Some so at the you, end. That's right. Yeah. So you can just count how many cells along the line you are. I've never noticed that before. Nah. I thought that I thought I'll ask you maybe a special way of using that. No, it's just a, just a relocation. So the A4 frames um, that the brothers are sending out, they've got a locator dot after I think it's eight and then seven and then another seven. So it's like a quarter, half and three quarters away along a 30 cell line. That's really brilliant. You could mm. write address cards with that quite comfortably. Yeah. So just to give a little bit of history while people are doing that, I decided to learn to use the frame uh, when I was a teenager. I, I was given this this little eight by 18 frame and I thought, you know, I better learn to use this thing. It might come in handy one day. And I deliberately decided to write a diary, just a short one page a day thing during the school half term or something and incredibly slow at first, you know, but as, as you get on with it, you know, the more you do something, as Holly said, the easier it gets. And then it really came into its own for me when I went to visit my cousins in Australia back in the previous century. Um, I didn't have any high tech braille equipment at the time. Um, I didn't have any high tech voice recording stuff like we have nowadays. And instead, I just took my hand frame and a load of paper with me, just the, sh the small pocket frame. And I wrote a diary in highly contracted Braille using all kinds of crazy abbreviations. And um, the challenge was reading it back afterwards. But it was a really good way of keeping a record of what was a very special holiday. All righty, do we have any more raised hands? Uh, how are people getting on writing letters of the alphabet? Uh, we have uh, Laurent with his hand raised. So uh, there you are, Laurent, you're good to go. Laurent. Hi there, guys. Hi, James. James, I just like that point that you made about your, your diary because I've always thought, you know, how much emotion sighted people can put into their writing using a pen and paper. And uh, I was just kind of wondering you know, whether for you kind of the whole feel, the whole experience of writing with a with a slate, as opposed to, for example, writing with a Perkins or now writing with a computer, you know, being able to use your own code, your own kind of stuff that your mind comes up with, whether that kind of gives the, the whole thing a, a different kind of I texture. Yeah, something I haven't thought about actually, because I mean, um, you're you're right with 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 print. You can you can have angry handwriting or scrawly handwriting or little neat handwriting and all sorts of things. We don't have that kind of luxury in Braille. The dots are still the dots, uh, and we don't really make big bold ones and little faint ones and different sizes or anything like that. We don't really have the uh, the variation to do that, sadly. But no, it's, it's something I hadn't thought of before, really. Yeah, no, I just think that, that, that's quite interesting because like when I write Braille nowadays, it's on a Braille note taker and I have to bear in mind, you know, does this conform to to the to the code that the, that the note taker understands as opposed to does this express me? Um, yes. So, yes. yeah, I'm just wondering a little bit about, about that. And yeah, no, I, I, think... I, I like those note takers where you can write whatever you like. Um, you know, unless it needs to be translated into print, um, you know. So I've used Braille displays to read Braille music and uh, not many of them can cope with that. Let me put it that way. Um, so, yeah, let, let, it, let me write my dots. Yeah. And then just another uh, thing with the A4 frame from, from the Worth Trust, uh, I noticed that there are actually very useful little holes on the side that you can punch through if you want to file your papers. Oh, yes, down the left-hand side yeah, of the, the... 
just yeah. right by the hinge. Yes. Um, there are little pairs of how many have we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Lots of them actually, and I guess you can use them to to punch holes. Yeah, like you say. Yeah. For the right size of paper that you have. Yeah. File. Yeah. So I thought yeah, that was cool just a, a fun little fun little thing which which the designers of the frame have thought of. And there's another small, tiny little hole on the top left, which I thought you know could could potentially be a good place to just park your stylus, where <laughs> when when you're not using the when you're not using the, the frame and you need it to not go anywhere. Does that actually look on the actual top edge of the frame, right next to the hinge? Is that uh, right? It's right next to the hinge and probably like two centimeters below the top edge. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yes. you know, for me, I, I think of that as the parking hole. So, yeah, I just, I wonder whether it has an official function or whether that's... It probably does have that function. <laughs> Um, my, my stylus doesn't really line it very well, maybe because the point's not too long. Excellent. Good, good to know nonetheless. Uh, we don't have any uh, more hands at the moment. And just to give you uh, a time check, we've got roughly 10 minutes left. Excellent. So the last practice, which I will leave as an exercise for the class, if you like, is to write some real words on the third line of the frame. So in the notes, which I gave Holly earlier, I suggested you can write things like Fred Smith, or you can write today is Tuesday, and you, you can use whatever braille code you want, um, whatever abbreviations, contractions, etc., that you want, um, because hand frames are generally used for your own notes um, unless you pass it round and the other person's got to know the same code as you're using, etc., etc. Um, we might do another session at some time about highly compressed, highly contracted codes. Um, we're not going to cover that today. So as an exercise for the class, um, use the remaining lines to start writing some real words and uh, keep checking your work occasionally to make sure you're doing it right. Remember, start at the top right of each line and work left. And if you're really confident, you can do the dots in any order you like. If you just want to practice, remember to go down dot one, dot two, dot three on the right hand side, dot four, dot five, dot six on the left hand side. So we've kind of talked a little bit about the uses of frames, um, some practical uses. I mentioned a diary. Um, I, I normally use a frame nowadays to write on blank envelopes containing blank pieces of paper which come through the post. Um, some of those need to be kept, apparently. Um, you know, if it's a reminder of, for example, a hospital appointment and you've got to take the letter with you or whatever, you know. So, uh, right on the envelope it came on 20th of the 5th 1972 and it really needs to be thrown away now um etc i have also heard some people dave i know you do this you use a frame to write on the back of taxi receipts to say yes this was a taxi dated 8th of august and i went to such and such and it cost three pounds 90 or whatever really useful to identify those blank bits of paper that we all seem to acquire and don't know what to do with apart from throw them away some of them are important and we need to keep them and hand them in to get money back so that's another great tip um, i'm sure we've all got other possible uses of, of hand frames answers on a postcard or even an index card if you're using a janus frame so finally, um, where can you get frames and how many different varieties are there of them? Um, so basically, it looks like, from what I have found, most blindness organisations do sell a range of frames. It might be a small range. It might be a large range. Um, take your pick, really. I even found them on Amazon, would you believe? You can just type into Google Braille frame or braille hand frame or braille slate and stylus see what comes up and all sorts of things do um, 
the RNIB sell three frames currently. One is a Marburg frame, which is an A4 frame, quite similar, I think, to the to the Worth Trust one. Uh, and then there's the Janus frame, which some of you've got, which is, as I've mentioned, it's it's an interline frame. So you've got six lines on the front and five lines on the back. You just turn the slate, the whole slate over and carry on writing. And that goes on three by five inch index cards. And the other frame that the RNIB sells is called a jumbo frame. I believe it does jumbo braille. I've not actually seen it, so I don't know. Jumbo braille basically is bigger braille cells. So a um, little bit technical, the dot spacing on ordinary standard braille cells is 2.5 millimeters. In jumbo braille, it's 3.2 millimeters. So it is actually significantly bigger. Um, and I think the frame is four lines by 18. So it says, I've not seen it, so I don't know for absolute certainty, but that's what it says. Other frames, and um, we've talked about upward writing ones. Um, I have got an old frame back at my parents' house, which has a wooden board on the back. And then you've got just a clamp, two, two hinged plates with just the pins to locate the paper at the top. And then you have the frame and it's just got two lines on it and it slots into holes on the wooden backboard. So you write the two lines and then slide the frame down, crash into the position. And then you write the next two lines and slide it down again, all, you, all the way down to the bottom of the page. So that was another style of, of frame. And if we're talking about an amazing collection of slates, if people really are interested, then Judy Dixon uh, of the USA, has an amazing collection of over 200 unique slates from all around the world, ranging from little tiny things to amazing big things. And there's even one which doesn't even require paper. Absolutely amazing collection. And you can find that at braille-slates.org, braille-slates.org. Okay, and that's all I wanted to say, really. I hope that has been interesting helpful useful perhaps um final few minutes any questions well i know i found that really interesting so thank you so much and yeah you're absolutely right about the rnib slates i've also seen those three i actually have the marburg slate it's the one i use and it's a really nice a4 slate thank you james so much for this and it was really really wonderful and i think it's so great to see so much interest in learning how to write using a slate and stylus. And I hope that we can get you guys back again. You know, if anyone wants more of these kinds of things, then let us know because we are running more events. So if you thought, oh, this was really useful, then please tell us because we, we definitely want to know what you would enjoy as well as participants. We've, we've got four raised hands uh okay. with uh some people with uh questions um uh, so if we go to alan first and then we'll go to ken hey alan um which alan you don't hello worry. can you hear me no 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 it's alan uh, alan thorpe uh first sorry okay um just to say to james well thank you uh, i do have quite a selection of slate here um, varying di different shapes and sizes including one what actually goes down to and I think it is four cells on one line which That's I was right. told That's the margin frame Margin frame I was also told for um, marking out banknotes Ah uh, Yes many many different ones uh, and another interesting one was one what actually uses a roll of paper bit like an extra wide bus ticket uh, so you can keep feeding it through um, quite an interesting collection yeah. I shall go and look at the uh, the other ones what you mentioned earlier definitely thanks for that and uh, Alan Dite next and then we'll come to uh, Ken sorry uh, sorry for that uh, mix up earlier Alan Dite you're good to go hello yes um I don't want to ask a question. I want to tell the people from the Braille Istic 
I haven't received my slate yet. I had a message from step. I had a message from Stephanie to say, use your slate, but I haven't got one yet. Has, has it been mislaid or am I making a mistake? Uh, I think the best thing to do, probably uh, follow up uh, with Steph uh, outside of the session, just reply to the email that you uh, received. But uh, thank you, uh, thank you for Okay, Ben, will do. Because um, it's uh, always good to, to check these things. Uh, going to Ken and then uh, Claudia. Hey, Ken. Hi there, James. Hello. Thanks very much for that. That's, that's the first time I've ever tried doing that, so it's been really good to, to try. My hand is hurting already. Oh dear! Don't remember. Don't grip the stylus like for grim death. Um, <laughs> probably, they, they, probably they used to say with um, beginner flute players, "Don't grip it with rigor mortis." Yeah, I, I got to the end of the line in my um, my little note that I was writing, and I was halfway through a word. Is there a way of kind of guessing or? Knowing, I don't know. How do you know when you? I'm particular because I am left-handed, like yourself. So it's I can't kind of feel forward with my right hand or with yeah. my left hand. Um, That's a very very good question. Good I question. tend to you, you you kind of feel with the heel of your hand that you're approaching the edge. That's the way I do it, left-handed. Mm. Then I just 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 pause and then look at the number of cells just with my other hand going beyond the style. That's the way I do it. Uh, okay, thank you. Good tip there. And last, but by no means least, we have Claudia. Just asking you to unmute Claudia. There you are, you're good to go. Hello. Hi, Claudia. Well, I, I had a few questions, but it's, my mind was, was racing. But, oh yeah, um, when writing on the, on the Janus frame and to need, need to turn it over so I can write on the second page or side, as it were. Does it matter which way I turn? Or like... yes, yes, it does. Um, you and I don't mean the, I don't I don't mean the horizontal. It will always be horizontal. I know, but like you, I I mean you know. Um, no, it's a very it's a it's a good question. You know, you, you know, you know what I mean. I yeah? do. I know exactly what you mean because if you flip it, uh, rotate it. Um, how should we say? So the right becomes the left, that way around. That's the way to do it. So you, you turn it over so that the, hin the, the open side is on the left instead of on the right. That's the way to do it. Because if you flipped it the other way, so the top became the bottom, then you will actually be writing the other side upside down. Yeah, that's what I thought because the like braille doesn't look really, you know, the same when you, and especially when you write it from right to left. And then that's right. You know. So if you if you if you think how a book works, you turn the pages from right to yeah. left. So yeah. you need to turn the frame the same way as a page. So I start first with the, op the paper opening on the right, and then I finish it on the paper with the paper on the opening on the left. That's right. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's really handy. I was I was thinking about it, and I couldn't really, really think. And I just want to mention that, just for the what previous the, what the previous person have said, sometimes what I do is not always, but sometimes when I approach the end of the line and I'm not sure whether the word will fit in. I know it's painstaking, but I sometimes can't tell how much I've got left. Yeah. So just to make sure, and then either put a three, the three and six to kind of move the rest of the word to the... Uh, That's right, the hyphen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to the next line, or just ignore it and go to the next line anyway. So, yeah, just just other suggestion, really. That's a good one. Thank you. Great, thanks for that. Uh, no more hands now, so uh, back to Holly. Perfect. Thank you, everyone. So, again, thanks to James for um, running this event today and really introducing everyone to the slate and stylus or uh, braille writing frame. I was slate educated in America, so I do say slate, um, <laughs> but you can call it either one. And thanks to Ben for moderating. I definitely appreciate that a lot too. Just a quick reminder that 
the Tuesday events are continuing and next week we will be looking at using Braille to learn languages. Now you don't have to already know another language, you just maybe have to be interested in maybe one day learning one or you could speak seven languages and know ten different language braille codes. Anyone is welcome and we'll be talking about all different kinds of ways you can use braille to learn languages and I will be leading that and then the week after on the 24th James is coming back to lead a session on braille music so that's really exciting. Great. Yeah, well. and I I don't think we have any more questions or anything, no, no, so think, we're going to wrap uh, this gonna... up. Great, well, thank, thank you, everybody. Well, thank you, everyone, for coming. I hope that's been helpful. If anybody's got any questions, do send them in to the Braillists, and I'll be very happy to try and answer them. Thanks for that. I'm sure they will. Yeah. So if you want to hear this session again, uh, it will be available uh, through our media page and the Brailcast uh, Extra gives a couple of days to, uh, to sort that out and uh, we will be making it available if you want to, uh, to listen back to the sessions. Great, thanks for that, Dave. And I should just quickly add that there will be some supplementary notes that will be going along with that episode. So if you want to read something to go along with it and have some reminders, then they will be going up on our media page, braylist.org forward slash media, where you can find both the recording and those additional notes.